And then he said he he said he yanked Yancey Gates' jersey off. I would love to see what five foot six Mick Cronin yanking off fucking Yancey Gates' jersey looks like. All right, all right. who could take Yancey Gates better, me or Mick Cronin? Ooh, Mick Cronin. I, I, I just think you could. I think you could run faster than Mick Cronin could. And that's why I give you the edge. You know, this fan base is amazing. The city of Cincinnati is amazing, and I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. Desmond fakes a handoff, runs to the right. He's got all sorts of room to the 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown! Bearcats! 25, toward the middle of the field at the 35, and he is gone! Trey Tucker will take it 98 yards to the house! Ball poked away by DeJulius. Diving on the floor to grab it is Oguama. Bounces it for Lockett. Fires ahead to Adams Woods. To Julius for three. Good! Cincinnati has scored 17 straight. The one-handed catch. Hands it off to Marcus Jones. He has tackled it to 34. It. And it is over. Zero losses. Zero doubts. Opportunity seized as the Bearcats send a message to the college football world. Did you see that? Hello, listeners, new and old. Welcome back to your favorite Bearcats podcast, Viva La Cats. I am your host, Justin Hiles, accompanied by my great friend, Steve Maurer, and we are here to bring you the very best of the Bearcats every single week. Make sure to check us out on Twitter at Viva the Cats Pod and follow us on Spotify, Apple Pods, or wherever you listen. And also make sure to check out at UC Uniforms for all the up-to-date uni tracker info from Steve. Today we have a very special guest in Roblob Pod. These guys are really funny. We're splicing this in afterwards. They had us belly laughing the entire time. They're legitimately hilarious. Um, and even though they are Xavier fans, they're definitely fun to talk to. So make sure you stay tuned for that because this might be our funniest episode that we've had yet. I think I can say that with confidence. So uh, keep in tune for that. And if you can't laugh at yourself, who can you laugh at? Xavier. That's true. Xavier fans. We can laugh at Xavier fans. So, Justin, we are familiar with a debate-style show on uh, the airwaves of ESPN and other uh, particular channels. No, not First Take. I am talking about the late, the great... Well, it's not late anymore just because it's still on the air right now, but the name is Pardon the Interruption, or PTI, with the great Michael Wilbon and Tony Kornheiser. And the best thing about that, it's a 30-minute show where you get every debate for sports for that day. So... What I want to do for this little segment before we bring on the Raw Blob Pod is talk, go through five quick topics, give it two minutes each, and once the timer hits, we will transition to the next one. So, Justin, are you ready? I'm ready. I feel All like right. I put on the spot, but I'm ready. Uh, timer for two minutes starting now. Okay, Justin, let's talk about that Houston game on Saturday. Bearcats 35, Cougars 20. Bearcats use a 21-point third quarter in order to really put away the game after a 14-13 halftime lead. What did you think about the game overall, and what did you think about the scene after the game? Um, In general, the game was probably one of the Bearcats' most clutch performances across the entire season uh, because we closed out. We've had all this anticipation for the entire year, and it all came up to this game. And what a lot of people are calling probably the most important game that the Bearcats have ever played. 
Now we're going to talk more about that here in a little bit, but I think that this game was really essential for us to you know, show who we are, show the country who we are. This is a sort of primetime level game, and the Bearcats did that. And I think on top of that, the scene after the game was so incredible. I really wish that I could have been there, but I wasn't. Um, but for the people who were, I know that this was uh, a pivotal moment in their uh, career as a Bearcats fan. Um, and, you know, the scenes that we had against UCF and other games alike, um, they're not forgotten, but with this kind of game, they're almost wiped away for just how much more important I think this was to our entire program. Someone who was in the building like me, it was just an amazing feeling. You felt pumped up, pumping through our veins during that. Uh, the building just kept rising with anticipation as the seconds ticked away. Uh, it was just a cool experience, a cool thing to be a part of, to watch this, the crowd storm the field at the end of the game. Uh, uh, all red looked good, by the way, uh, yes. but I was a big fan of how we put it away in the second half after a little bit of a shaky first half. Eight sacks to great day for the Bearcat defense. Offense was humming. Jerome Ford, man, like the Alabama knows about him, but I don't know if they're going to be able to stop him because, uh, oh, there's the timer. How about that? That's that's second half team. We're a second half team. Jerome Last point. Ford. <laughs> all right. Okay. Next point. So, Justin. The Bearcats may not have been in the college football playoff without the help of the Baylor Bears, our future conference mate in the Big 12, uh, with an amazing goal line stand against the Oklahoma State Cowboys to win the game by five. A touchdown by Oklahoma State would have meant that the Bearcats may not have been in the playoff, but Oklahoma State uh, was stopped on the three-inch line by the yep. Baylor Bears. So uh, did, did you watch it? What did you think? Um, I did watch part of that game. I did not get to watch the end of it. Uh, but regardless from what I saw from that game, I think that it's just one of those ones where it came down. And it was a toss up. And honestly, we're looking at this now in hindsight. Um, but during that moment, you know, I think we had so much confidence as Bearcats fans thinking, you know, we go 13-0, we're undefeated, we're in. And I think we've got that mindset. But this was the sort of proverbial nail in the coffin, assured you're going to the college football playoff if this happens. And Baylor came in clutch, as honestly so many other teams have done for us this year, between Michigan, between Michigan State, between like all of these other teams losing, that has really helped that extra chaos that we love in the college football scene. Uh, Baylor did it for us this time. And I think in probably the most important uh, loss that the Bearcats could have been gifted um, in, in all of college football came right there because anybody else could have lost, but Oklahoma State was the one that we were not worried about, but we were consistently worried about because that Big 12 champion ultimately with one loss it's really hard to argue against that if you're trying to make the CFP. I agree. And just an amazing stop by Baylor there right on the goal line to keep the uh, Oklahoma State Cowboys out of the playoff and keep the Bearcats' dreams officially alive. And that's time. All righty. So and you were going to scar some people with that alarm. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. People okay. are going to be in the middle of this chilling, starting to doze off, listening to us, and then... <laughs> and they're just going to be woken up and like, God damn ah, Next two-minute segment. All righty, next two-minute segment. Um, so the Bearcats will now face, as the number four seed, the Alabama Crimson Tide. 
Bearcats are 0-5 all-time against the Crimson Tide, and Alabama has never uh, lost in AT&T Stadium at Jerry World where the Bearcats are playing. But, Justin, but all of those Bearcats games came before the 1990s, and UC has also never lost at AT&T Stadium at Jerry World. So, Justin, I think we got a shot in this game. What do you think? Give me a, a short synopsis of how you feel about Alabama. Ooh, in general, I think we have a shot, and I think it's a legitimate shot. I think a lot of people on the outside of this that aren't a Cincinnati fan, um, I think they look at this game as um, a blowout. I don't think they viewed this game as a competition, especially for those with a very strong P5 bias. But I think even other teams, maybe in group of five, see this as being quite difficult. But personally, with my bias as a Bearcat fan, I think that this game is really achievable for the Bearcats to not only, you know, make it close, but to pull up probably the most incredible and important upset that college football has actually seen because never before has a group of five team made the college football playoff. We all know that, but never before as well has a G five team beat a P five team in the college football playoff. So we could set the tone really quickly for the G five and really change the narrative if we come to play and we come and show up and beat down Bama. I don't think we're going to, you know, get out of this game by probably more than a score if we end up winning, but the cotton bowl and bowl games are really just a toss up kind of every year. Um, and if the Bearcats were to get blown out, we're just like every other team in the first game. So I think we have a good shot here. All right, Justin. Good good synopsis. I agree with that. More coming the rest of this month when we preview that game. Okay, quickly. Bearcats beat Bryant in basketball on Sunday night, 73-58. to 58. Uh, Bearcats did not cover the spread because of a, a really bad foul call late at the end of the game, um, and which left UC betters and betters across the world very sad on Sunday night. But, Justin, about the game, what would you think? How did the Bearcats play in their last game before the Crosstown shootout? Watching through that game, I think the Bearcats definitely showed everything that they've showed throughout the entire season. They've shown all their cards already. Um, I don't think that anything was out of the ordinary. Um, I think if there's one consistent thing, it's that we can go on a run, let them score, let them score, and then eventually tie it up and then go on a run again. And it's just sort of this cycle that keeps happening. And I think we do have a bit of a difficulty of holding a lead. Um, but regardless, I did like the performances that I saw from Victor Locken that we saw from Mike Saunders as well. I think he looked very good in this game. And then of course, DeJulius had another good night too. Um, I think we still need to work on our three point shooting. Um, it's a little rocky here and there, but regardless, we were 38% from the, uh, from the arc and <laughs> free throws, man. Less than 60% again. I don't know what it is, but we got to work on them. I think we get those things figured out, and I think we have a good shot against Saber this year. Um, I agree. The only thing that we need to fix is keeping more guys in the defensive zone to collect rebounds because if we give up too many offensive rebounds, we are going to get killed by good teams, and Xavier, I would say, is a good team. Net ranking of 30 uh, when they were released on Monday. Bearcats net ranking of 45. Um, so I think UC has a shot. They just have to get up early, hold on to a lead, play good defense, and rebound the ball. And let Odie play. Odie needs some minutes, man. Give Odie Absolutely. some time. Okay, one last thing, kind of folding that in uh, to our 
most recent preview of Xavier. I want to preview the Musketeers real quick, Justin. Yeah. Um, a 10th year senior, Paul Scruggs. Um, is Justin Dolman <laughs> still playing? Is uh, Justin Cage still playing or remain Sato and uh, Trayvon Blewett still playing for the Musketeers? Um, either way, Xavier is usually pretty proficient on the offensive end, uh, and they are a lot better on the defensive end recently with Travis Steele. Uh, give me your bird's eye view of the Musketeers and what to expect on Saturday night. Well, I think the Norwood nursing home has provided us a lot of great moments over the years, and I'm really excited to see us play some of these really old guys, uh, especially with such a young team. But I think probably the most key thing that we really need to pay attention to here is, as you had just mentioned, is definitely rebounding. I think Xavier's a pretty solid team when it comes to that. Across the board, scoring and uh, defensively, I think the teams are pretty evenly matched, but my biggest concern is definitely rebounding because generally I feel like every year the crosstown always comes out to who wins in rebounding. And if you don't win in that, you don't win. And I think there's some great quotes that we could bring up about that. Like Chris Mack saying we got our ass beat on the glass, but it's true. You can't get your ass beat on the glass if you want to beat Xavier. And likewise, you can't do that if you want to beat Cincinnati. Yep, I agree. And I think there's got to be one time for us to beat uh, them at CentOS. And I have a feeling with a new coach like Wes, he'll eventually do it. I don't. Ex- I hope it's this year for sure. I don't exactly know if it will be, but I'm kind of hoping there's a little Wes Miller magic in the air at CentOS on Saturday night to kind of combat voodoo and the juju of past Bearcats teams going into CentOS, especially with how amped up that crowd is going to be after about uh, I don't know, 13 hours of drinking before that yeah. game since it's at 8.30. X put that at 8.30 on a on a Saturday night just to screw with UC. So um, that is the end of our PTI segment. Justin, what would you think of the segment? I think it went okay. I think it was very smooth. I, I kind of like that. I mean, I think we need to figure out if we can structure more of our podcasts like this. I mean, we do tend to go on some long talks, but this is very succinct, and I feel almost less pressure. It makes me stop going on tangents for 10 minutes. (laughs) It also makes me feel like I am actually getting something across rather than just saying, um, and, uh, and, but all the time, (laughs) it makes me feel like I'm doing something right. So as long as I don't say it too fast or say something too stupid, I think I'm doing okay. But, um, I was, I liked it too. I think it was good, but I think what the listeners want to hear now is our conversation with Xavier guys, the Roll Blob Pod guys, Justin. Real quick, I thought they were awesome, man. Like they were just like yeah. so funny. I had heard about them before. I hadn't really listened before we decided to bring them on, but they were just really brought it. And I think, I think it's good to have a rival, but I think it's also good to know who your rival is and like what. If you don't know yourself, you know you can't like make fun of other people. It, like it's true. Like we were making fun of Mick a little bit. We had. Some Xavier players we hated. They had some UC players we hated. It was all a good time. But um, what do you think of it overall? I think that we need to um, see if we can find other podcasts for literally every single team we play. <laughs> um, if the, anybody's half as entertaining as those guys were, I think we're in for a shoe full of new listeners. Um, because, like I said, they had us rolling the entire time. I mean, I honestly don't think I've ever laughed that much recording a podcast even half as much and we've had plenty of <laughs> recordings over the years so um i think you guys are definitely going to enjoy this 
Uh, I don't know if you have any other closing comments here, Steve, but if not, without further ado, here is our Roblob Pod Crosstown Crossover Collaboration. All right, listeners, <laughs> we are welcoming in the Roblob Pod. We got Andy, Cap, and Coop in the house. In one quick sentence, please tell us what the Roblob Pod is. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Horny, a waste of time. Waste of time. Got it. All right. Now that we have that description uh, under uh, our belt. The best description we've ever received it actually is on our review. It is um, delightfully stupid noise. <laughs> Very accurate. That's perfect. That's a great description. I Big think fan of delightfully stupid. I don't think we have any <laughs> reviews technically. We have reviews on our old pod, but nothing's as good as that. Uh, well... <laughs> Regardless, <laughs> uh, how about you introduce yourselves? So give us a quick description, each one of you. Tell us about your uh, current status with Xavier. Are you like an alum, a student? And uh, <laughs> just very quick description. Andrew. All right, I guess I'll go first. I, my name is Andy Piccarillo. I sometimes go by Andamonious um, or Andrew. <laughs> uh, Andy Pick 17 on Twitter. Um, I am the loudmouth. I am the hype man. I'm the very I'm the least creative of us all, and I am an I'm a proud rejectee of Xavier University. Hell yeah! All right, got a boy. Coop, you're kind of our cleanup guy. Uh, my name is Jason. They call me Cap. I run Captain Xavier on Twitter. Oh. Um, I wish I was. I'm not, I'm smart enough to go to Xavier. I just didn't work hard enough, and uh, I don't really want to be a student at Xavier because that sounds like not fun. I'd rather be a basketball fan. To quote the go. great Ohio State athlete. Coop, you need to help me on that one. We ain't come to play Cardale school. Jones. Cardale yeah, we Jones. ain't come to play school, and we ain't come to play religion either. Um, it's all about hoops. I wish I went to Xavier, but I actually was involved with the TBT team, which was pretty cool. Um, but, uh, but yeah, man, we love our Xavier basketball. Coop. Well, there you go. Yeah, I actually did go to Xavier. I didn't attend the school, but I've gone there before. Um, <laughs> and that's about it. And uh, I, uh, I like to make memes regarding Xavier basketball. And um, I, I live in the old scoreboard from Centaur Center. Nice. <laughs> well, that is pretty, quite pretty a trio. Now, well, one thing Andy <laughs> failed to mention is that his aunt was once the blue blob. She, she really? was the blob. She did roll. And I don't know. It, like, that came up after we were talking about how horny the blob is. <laughs> so I don't know if I was very comfortable after that. <laughs> so what that was awkward. So the real question is, is this is the name of your like podcast, just like an homage to your aunt? She she is the um, I guess she's the namesake. Yeah. The, the role Andy's aunt podcast <laughs> <laughs> rolls right off the tongue. It does. It, it's just kind of crazy knowing that we have someone on the podcast directly related to the blue blob. That's yeah. really cool. <laughs> it fits. It's a fitting title. Well, so here's another question for you then. So if you guys if none of the three of you went to Xavier are any of you from Cincinnati or are all of you from Cincinnati? I'm from Northern yes. Kentucky. So technically, yeah. yes. Yeah. So I technically, so. <laughs> two out of three. <laughs> no, it still counts. Cincinnati. Yeah, we're off in Cincinnati. I am, I am more an Ohioan than I am a Kentucky and I don't know what a farm is. Um, I am very, very not blue collar and I'm kind of a pussy. All right. Well, <laughs> speak my language. Speak my language, Andy. <laughs> you know, any UC 
fan, which I assume is everybody that's listening to this or they're like driving in their car thinking, yeah, I was right about those Xavier guys. That's <laughs> yeah. exactly what I thought. <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's true. All of it. Well, you got your buddy, uh, uh, Marcus, you know, he's breaking all the mm. scoops too. So, you know, big fan of Marcus. Uh, he, he made <laughs> a lot of people. Like Marcus? Oh yeah. Uh, you see love Marcus last year, right before the shootout. Uh, <laughs> uh mm-hmm. so that's you, big tough. When uh, when Marcus got that exclusive scoop from uh, our former coach, yeah, people right. people love Marcus. Big no, fan of him. Okay, there, well, was, there were no death threats good. or anything. No, I, no, no. <laughs> I have a question for you guys. Then, so if you're all from Cincinnati, if I, this is more almost a trivia question here, if you're from Cincinnati, and I'm going to ask you one question about being from Cincinnati, what question am I going to ask you? High school. High school. All right, he knows. All right, where is it? Lebanon. Lebanon. Lakota. Lakota. Which one? East. Ah. The better one. The better one. Absolutely. I know then Kentucky has with the Villa Madonna Academy. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Well, you got Cole Rain from me and Steve. Nice. Yeah, I'm a I'm a purple panther. I went to Elder. So you guys can hate on me. West side. Yeah. West West side. I hardly know her, dude. Yeah, we don't fuck with the east side over here. (laughs) Yeah, on the east side. Yeah. sorry now. man all right well okay so if again none of the three of you are from xavier i'm gonna drive that home here but do what do you like best about xavier because i guess if you if you don't go there i can't you can't say that necessarily it's a pizza atm it's not necessarily <laughs> like the flat gray prison style that you stare at every day when you go to class and it's probably not the jesuit culture so what is it I mean, honestly, for me, it's not being a mid-major. We got that going for us. Um, Other than that, what really did it for me was knowing Andy's aunt was the blue blob. I was thinking the same thing. (laughs) That's what's so – if your guys – if Andy's aunt was a Bearcat, like, I'd probably be a Bearcat fan. No, uh, (laughs) my dad went there, so, like, I've been watching games since I was little. Um, And then, like, all my friends at school were dicks about me being, like, wearing Xavier shirts. So I was like, all right, fuck these guys. I'm going to be a Xavier fan. Fuck them. Uh, and then it's just fun to watch that program grow. I mean, I remember being a little kid, being in the A-10, uh, you know, that whole deal. So it's been fun watching the program grow over time for sure. There you go. Yeah, I, I kind of like fell in love with the program immediately. Like my, I, I'm kind of like a first generation diehard. Uh, like my dad grew up, I mean, he grew up liking Xavier. He knew all about the, um, uh, the Andy Mack call, but he was never like following the program, following recruiting um, until uh, my grandpa who is the father of my aunt, who was the blue blob. Oh, yeah. um, so th- that's how genetics work. Um, so <laughs> he took my dad, he took my dad because he knew my dad liked sports. He's like, you need to see this David West guy. So yeah. he took him there. Then the environment was just incredible. My dad's like, I gotta get my kids here. Immediately, just the passion, the environment, the excitement. And of course, watching the AP player of the year, the only time the AP matters the that that was just <laughs> surreal experience and just fell in love immediately well there so, you go and then the run helped the next year yeah definitely so my question to you guys is uh what or who do you hate about uc fans because i was listening to a couple of your pods today to like get a little like background into you guys i, I know thy I, enemy yeah well Sorry about I, that. UC fans, if you're interested in Xavier, listen to these guys. They're great. They're they're funny. I was cracking up at some of the uh, Norfolk State jokes and stuff. So <laughs> that was that was a lot of fun. But um, 
I'm, I noticed you mentioned like uh, a certain guy who writes for Bearcat Journal. I'm, I'm not the big, I'll just be honest. I'm not the biggest fan of the Bearcat Journal guys either. They talk a lot of crap on Twitter and I'm as a Cincinnati sports fan, you guys know this. I'm like, chill, like wait till there's zeros on the clock. Let's just oh, like facts. calm down with all that, you know, but like, facts. you know, Brendel talks a lot of crap. Like the guy who runs the Bearcat Journal, Twitter, Berg, all those guys talk a ton of crap. And I'm like, chill bro that's Bring it down thing, though, bro like and like i'm not trying to talk shit but like you remember like the sweet 16 shirts at halftime against fucking whoever the fuck it was like you guys yourselves dude like let, talk shit when it's over like that's what we're all about <laughs> i feel like um no but i got love for brendel like brendel's my guy he used to love me he used to be a captain xavier stan bro and then like i don't know i guess someone was in his ear about something he blocked me uh, but we don't really do that. Like, I don't know. I'm here for the shit talk. Like we're here for like, for the, like, that's what it is. That's what makes a shootout. Great. You know what I mean? Like respectful shit talk. Like, yeah, we can hate each other and talk our shit, but afterwards it's all good. Um, and then like Berg just says dumb shit. Like I don't, I don't have anything against me. Just say dumb shit. Well, that's the thing to me too, is that like, he was just saying like that, that Ohio state ran he had, which I didn't know he deleted. And I just realized he deleted recently. I was like, yeah. okay, I get well, bro, it. It's he, been saved. I, I, it's in the archives, bro. Like it's, it, it, I if Xavier wins on Saturday, saved. you will see it. Yeah. yeah. I know it's getting yeah. mean because so a little bit of background on Justin and I, we used to work for the UC Barstool page. So like we always had ammo saved on you guys. Like I, I talked <laughs> to Paul Fritchner about this like a year ago. I had that video saved of him. And then I, I did like the, uh, we'll be right back meme uh, to the end of it whenever you, and I posted it whenever you guys will lose and it always killed. And like, I love it was it. just, and dude, I'm so much more of a fan of the fun shit talk like right. that like i'm more of a fan of like making fun of like jp mccura for using the fake id at rp murphy's like stuff like that and then like <laughs> you guys make course. fun of us for like you know stuff on whatever you guys make fun of us like I, justin i don't know if you agree but to me when you see fans just do like the final fours and championships thing i'm just like that's not fun like to me that's just like very basic uc shit talk yeah and and outdated <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's, yeah. I'll give I mean, you that. It's true, yeah. But like, I, I'm just more of a fan of like when you guys come out at us like with like fun stuff, and we come like right back at you with like. I think that's yeah. what I think you're right. I think that's what makes the shootout great. And like, it's not necessarily even always about the basketball. It's more just about like the shit talk behind the game. And like, oh yeah, um, right. what was it that led up to the brawl that like Kilpatrick said like none of those guys can play two for us. Start he, for he said two yeah. wouldn't start. Yeah. Yeah. Well. And then Justin, I was looking at the Musketeer Report page on uh, 247 and uh, somebody had a, a tweet on, or a thread started. It's like, which one of the UC guys would start for Xavier this year? Like, <laughs> yeah. Either someone's an elite troller or someone's like really serious about it. <laughs> Got to keep receipts. I like I love that this rivalry is 24-7, 365. It can be June and I'll like have some tweet that pisses yeah. off like hella UC fans. And I'm like, this is <laughs> awesome. Like, what other rivalry would care about this in fucking June? You know, and like I love that from both sides, like how much of a of a town this is for, for that rivalry. I fucking love it. On July 17th, the Reds are like in in like a <laughs> big playoff push, but we're still seeing the Yancey Gates punch to Kenny right. Freeze. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and then like last year, uh, Justin, if you remember this, like our former coach Brandon was like uh, talking about how you guys like wouldn't push back the game so we could have a full crowd. Oh, and then, oh my like, god, that was legendary. The, 
well he stole uh Chris, his friend's playbook on that shit like and like that but that was great like that was awesome and in, like we took the page right out of cal and uh chris mack's book yeah. so fbi informant cool. chris mack uh <laughs> yeah correct <laughs> took the page right out of the book that yeah, was tom arzen here really spice oh, it God. up so Goodness. all right uh, another question and then justin i'll toss it back to you because i yeah. feel like i've been running point for a little bit um is it is how's the hot seat meter on steel it, like because we fired a guy last year because he didn't make the playoff uh, make the tournament in two years like regardless of all that other stuff like don't believe any of that he, no i'm just kidding but like <laughs> how, are we, how are we feeling about how are we feeling about steel the, the, the seat I think I think I'm gonna take the lead on this one because I think I've been the most vocal about my support of Travis Steele um, to the point where I think it's taken up about half my life so far. <laughs> um, <laughs> so um, I even I like I'm, a, I'm I love Travis Steele. I think he's a phenomenal basketball coach. He's a hell of a recruiter and a, just a great great guy. He's very easy to root for. But this is a res- results um, based business. I think it is tournament or bust this year. Um, I personally am not even satisfied with anything less than a round of 32. Um, so I think this is with the, with the way this, the talent that has really like meshed together and the way we saw, saw them, uh, kind of collapse last year. And then with all the talent we had and that we have the same team come back, like they're another year experienced, it has to get done this year. So I'm not going to say it's like firmly hot but it is a massive year for Travis Steele. If we do not make the tournament, then he's out, in my opinion. Now, if you get on Twitter after any given loss, regardless to who it's to, you would think the seat is about as hot as it can get. So it really just depends on each game. It could be halftime. Yeah, I follow it's like uh, everyone Adam Baum wants on Twitter. Oh, God bless Adam Baum. He has to deal with he's a oh, saint. everything. Guy. Yeah. I think I'm more of an Adam Bomb fan than Xavier fan at this point. I'm just rooting. I'm just rooting for Adam Bomb's life to get a little bit better because it's been fucking brutal since he took the beat. <laughs> That's fair. Poor guy. Yeah, he, He's had it rough. He hasn't. Yeah. Even, has he been on the beat for a good year yet? I think it's been a about good two. year. No, not a good year. No, he's definitely not gotten a good year. That's for sure. But dude, our fan base though, like I get it. Like it's so fucking entitled sometimes, and like we hate. I think I hate the lower bowl of Cintas more than any UC fan. It's so fucking shitty down there. It's just these rich, fat, old fucks who don't do fucking anything to provide <laughs> the game day environment at all. They just bitch about everything. Uh, they're the fucking worst. Like, I hate them, I promise, more than UC fans. They're the fucking worst. <laughs> all right. Well, I've Breaking got a quick news, question for you. I have a good story <laughs> yeah. now. Cap hates his own fans more than I really do. There's such That would make a asshole. great pod for sure. That'd make a great episode. You got to prepare your whole, like, whole document on it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I have a question for you guys then. So since we love uh, Xavier basketball here so much, what is your, not a, I guess not what, who is your favorite all-time Xavier basketball player? Two Holloway. Two Holloway? Yep. Mine's, two. mine's Stanley Burrell. It's kind of like a random one. Uh, he played from like 04 to 08. That's, that's mine for sure. And gotcha. Mine, mine is still BJ Raymond. L- love the guy to death. Love the way he... Um, kind of took the back seat and um, kind of waited his turn and then ended up being a thousand point scorer and hitting a massive shot, even though he has the hairline of a 45 year old. <laughs> and you love the name. Lo- love the first name. Everybody loves BJ's. 
<laughs> so uh, I got a chance to meet uh, Brad Redford when he was still doing his podcast and uh, him and CJ Anderson. And I think it was the weekend where like we were playing Wichita on that Sunday and it was like a top 10 matchup. And then you guys were playing Villanova on that Saturday. So like Brad had us all over to uh, Dana Gardens uh, to record in like the the top level, like the upstairs level, which is, you know, blocked off to common people. So it was pretty nice, I got to say. But like <laughs> CJ, like it's CJ, right? Uh, like, yeah, he, he is like I tried to like shake his hand. I was like, hey, man, nice to meet you. He was like, nah. Like I'm not having it. And I love that. That's awesome, dude. Like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a nobody and I'm still wearing a UC shirt. And he's like, nah, bro, I'm, I'm not having it. That's hilarious. He's a tra- he was a transfer too, bro. He's to this day that way. It, it's, it's insane. Bro. Like all caps on Twitter. Like he is electric. <laughs> he's the type and, to like, yeah. if you fall over, like he's playing against you, he will not help you up. Like he's wild. I love CJ. Yeah, no, no one bleeds Xavier Blue more than Weez. We call him Weez CJ. Like he, he's one hundred percent all musketeer. Yeah. Well, uh, it's funny that you brought up. Uh, 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 was it Burrow? Because like those names from like the two thousand one to two thousand six era, I still have in my head like Tim Duncan, <laughs> Ramey yep. Sato. Like, yep. uh, obviously Tim Duncan, Xavier uh, Legend. Um, who was the? Um, God, who's the white guy? I forget. Dolman. Uh, oh, yeah. Justin Dolman. Dolman that guy. Dolman's my guy. Yeah. And I'm the same way with UC, bro. Like Eric Hicks, Jason Maxiel, like Steve Logan. Like uh, those are names I'll never forget. Zach Tobler. Oh, of course. <laughs> Tobler. Yeah, obviously. Um, but y'all never forget those names, man. Like, and that's what's cool about this rivalry, though, is like you have those dudes that I feel like just go back in time like that. All right. Well, then yeah. here's a quick question about that. If you guys know your UC players, who is your most like hated? UC player. I can't remember his name. Speaks Sorry, I don't know who he is. Because they're so like, forgetful. <laughs> uh, I can't remember him. Uh, who is he? Oh, who who is he? There was a big chant about him. I, I don't know uh, who I can't he is. Remember. <laughs> <laughs> Tony Pike. <laughs> I'd probably say my most hated one. Ah, oh, fuck. There's a lot of them. <laughs> I said the my mo- the most hated the one I hated playing against the most was um uh Gary Clark, but the one I just mm-hmm. absolutely despised the most and just wanted to hit was probably Yancey Gates. I would love to see you hit Yancey Gates. <laughs> I would love to see, see that what too. happens afterwards. <laughs> you think we can set that up, Steve? I'll, I'll talk to my people. We'll see what, what happens. <laughs> anytime, any place. Anytime, any place. You can take my grave anywhere. Bury me anywhere. Well, the uh, another thing, like I like hated all, all those guys, and then like I, I got to talk to um fucking who was it? Uh, dude, who, like you still just like. You're you're transforming so hard. <laughs> hold on, hold on. All right, they're gonna All give right. it. No, we're gonna let you re- reconnect here for a second. All right, Welcome speak. The show Optimus Prime. <laughs> All right. All I was saying was that there you go. There you Brad, go. Brad was cool. Uh, CJ was cool. I met Miles Davis once after kicked off the team. He was cool, um, but I still hate wrestling. That's fair. 
Okay. Can we talk about somebody real quick? I don't think yeah. this would be a shoot spot if we didn't talk about Walter Mick Cronin. Oh, Where yes. Is, okay. How does you see? How does you see feel about this guy at this point? And can we like share our favorite Mick Cronin moments? Oh, for sure. That's a good. That's a good. That's a good. You question. guys start. Insert. I will remember you right here. <laughs> Look, we love Mick Cronin. I, I miss him so much. As much as I loved John Brandon not being able to stay on his feet and offering us two years in a row at fucking fifth third and being surprised that we didn't take it. I definitely love Mick Cronin the most. I love when he looked his player in the face. You could read his lips. He said, a fucking retard would know that. Um, that's one of my favorites. I, d- I just love him, like, wrestling with his own players. He said that he tried to figure out the difference between us and Golden State. Um, and Oh, it's Puff the Magic Dragon for me. It's definitely Puff the Magic Dragon. He had to remind the public that he's not Puff the Magic Dragon. Uh, I miss him so much. I really do. Probably my favorite is, you know, there, there's just more important things to talk about. Like, uh, like my, I went to a school that invented Benadryl. Yeah. We don't need to talk about basketball here after this basketball game that I just coached that you guys are covering. What Benadryl is more important right now in this press conference about me, the head basketball coach. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then he said he, he, said he yanked Yancey Gates' jersey off. I would love to see what five foot six Mick Cronin yanking off fucking Yancey Gates' jersey looks like. All right, who could take Yancey Gates better, me or Mick Cronin? Ooh, Mick Cronin. I, I just Randy. think you could. I think you could run faster than Mick Cronin could, <laughs> and that's why I give you the edge. Yeah. but I, I gotta know from like the side of things. How do you guys feel about Mick? And then how like how good he's been at you at, at UCLA? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I guess I'll take the point here. Um, I'm I'm still a Mick believer. I like Mick a lot when we had him. Um, I will say I was a little bit uh, dissatisfied with the continued lack of uh, results when it came to the tur- tournament every year. Um, but at the same time, I like Mick at UCLA. I think he's a perfect fit. And clearly, he's obviously getting the results pretty quickly. And he's done he was really their top well choice. There. Sorry. He was their top choice. Obviously. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but regardless, like whether or not he's the top choice, he he's filled the role perfectly. He's and, produced. And, Again, like if you look at the Gonzaga game where they ha- were in the final four, you- that's a toss up. Like that could be UCLA in the national championship game off of one bucket, which was a half court heave at the buzzer. Like right. that's, and, well, and I, I will say there's a lot of talent there, but I think Mick then, should get a lot of credit for that coaching too. But they were also in overtime in their first game in the fucking first four. Yeah. Like yeah. it could have gone either way. And I'm sorry, what was the word you used? Final four? I'm not sure what that is. I, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. Does not register. Uh, Cannot I, th- I, think it's, I think it's when like the um the Bachelorette has four guys left. That must Who's be getting the rose? Yes. I do want no, to but- say something before it gets brought up by one of you guys, just so it's like we did it, we got it out of the way. Like, congrats on your football team for making a final four before our basketball team. Thank you. Congratulations. <laughs> If we Two had a sport football wonder. team, you know, we might. <laughs> Who knows? I, I mean, Xavier's got that private cross, Maybe it did something. <laughs> hey, well, what about baseball? Isn't baseball gone pretty deep, too, for Xavier? Um, the balls have gone deep um, <laughs> on our baseball field. We didn't really hit them very often, but they did go <laughs> they, deep in our, in our, right. on our, off our field. Um, we we Xavier, made it to the Big East Championship balls. this year. <laughs> collector of deep balls. <laughs> in the left field by Castellanos. <laughs> I'm glad you made that reference. That's always a good reference. And if somebody doesn't know that and they're from Cincinnati, immediately banish. Name on them. It's too late. Right. Yes. Go to Dayton. Uh, go to Gold Star. <laughs> okay. Well, I got I got one last question for you, which actually was perfect off of what we were just talking about. 
since Xavier does not have a football team, who is your guys' college football team for each one of you? Oh, Christ. Yeah. You guys so can't I see that, a, but he, yeah, just good. Just I, I'm a big, huge, massive Ohio State football fan. Um, <sighs> Ohio State and Xavier basketball, my love is equal watched. I've watched Ohio State football longer than I've watched any basketball at all. So that's like, that was like my first love was Buckeye football. So, Gross. yeah, then, uh, yeah, so that's where <laughs> that comes from. So, that's um, I know. Well, so UC is actually is. something that, like, from an Ohio State standpoint, UC being in the college football playoff is just like not great for us. You know, like, it's <laughs> yeah, like, okay, that's not shitty. good. Because, okay, this isn't relating to the Crosstown shootout at all, which is what this podcast is about. But from an Ohio State standpoint, have two SEC teams, the team up north, and little brother in the playoff. It's like, okay, great. Yes. (laughs) So, yeah. Hey, but if in, like, you get to go play Utah. Yeah, that's true. Think about that. Yeah, that is true. Go all the way out to L.A. I would rather go to Pasadena than Arlington. I will say that. But well, it's all about location. About well, then, Andy, if, if he's, like real estate, if he gets to play the Utes, then who are you playing? We get to play the Cowboys. Oh, Notre so Dame. I'm, I'm a big Notre Dame fan. Wow. So doubling that, up I mean, on the religious schools. That's just, um, <laughs> just couldn't get enough of one. <laughs> grew up in uh, grew up in Northern as a raised Catholic in Northern Kentucky. Automatically a Notre Dame football fan. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's just genetic. Um, Isn't that what like, right. Kelly said when you took the job too? Yeah. Except growing yeah. up in Boston, <laughs> and, he faked he faked believing in God yeah, for he did. For I mean, he, faked, he faked a Northern accent for thirty years, and he faked <laughs> a being a Catholic for ten. Like. The dude's just yeah. an ultimate fraud. <laughs> but like in Northern Kentucky, like, at your baptism, they like I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and Notre Dame, our mother. Go Irish. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, then we have one. So tell us, Cap, who has got to be? Coastal Carolina. All right. No All right. Clears. I'm, I'm just kidding. I don't really have to, for real. Uh, I do like Coastal Carolina, though. I jumped on that bandwagon a couple years ago, and it's been fucking awesome. No, I love college football. I don't really have a team. My brother likes Oregon, so I kind of like Oregon. Kind of like North Carolina, I guess, because they have cool colors. Uh, I don't really have a team. Now, I'm a basketball guy. I'm a basketball hey, guy. that's fair. Well, that's why I'm you're on a basketball through and through, baby. <laughs> there I'm you go. Through and through. All right. Well, I got one last question for you guys before we go to our five, actually six question trivia. We'll make it quick. Well, but Justin, can but, you hear me? All right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. All right. Sorry. Sorry I tried to get better. <laughs> I tried to get better reception there. So I Steve, have you don't get any questions. Rule. No questions. No, no, no. I just, I just have a story real quick before <laughs> okay. you go on. So, um, I was at Dana's after the seventeen, uh, the no, the eighteen cross, oh, uh, the seventeen one where you guys beat us uh, and we were ranked. And my buddy's a Xavier fan, like you guys, but he went to Thomas More. So we were just hanging out at Dana's after the game. I was up at the bar, like in my UC gear. I was dejected. I was you no, know, I wasn't talking any shit. People were talking shit to me. I was like, all right, yeah, whatever. The best thing was though, like this girl next to me wearing her Xavier gear, and he's like, You pussies coming to even cover the fucking spread. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> and I was like, Yeah, that's it right there. My girl. Like, that's the rivalry. I'm surprised oh, yeah. you didn't go. Did you go home with her that night, Steve? No. Nah. Oh. <laughs> you missed your chance. Fun. 
she, she talked the about the word. spread spread yeah. <laughs> if that's not a you sign i don't know what it is <laughs> i didn't drive right. it into deep left field <laughs> <laughs> okay all right well before we get too stuck on that i have one last question for you before this trivia and not even a, eh, whatever give me your final score predictions because I want to know where you're seeing this game. We haven't even really talked much about like the individual uh, performances leading into this game, records, whatever. But I want to know what's your final score? Who's coming out on top? I mean, I'm always on top. <laughs> boy. He doesn't miss, folks. He doesn't miss. <laughs> That's my man. Takes every opportunity. <laughs> Does not miss one. 69 to 60 muskies. I just think there's too much experience on our side. But at the same time, though, like, UC's good. Like, when they want to be, they're fucking good. I watched them play a couple times. Like, I don't have an ESPN Plus account, but um, when they're on, I do watch them a little bit. Um, like, the Illinois game, the Arkansas game, I think those were legit legit games. But uh, And we're inconsistent, too. I, I just think I'd take the experience in the shootout, I think. There you go. And it, it like, the, the home crowd, the fact that um, exactly. in last year, like, Honestly, when we, went to, we were talking about this uh, this time last year, it could not have worked out better for us Xavier fans. I mean, um, last year at a, in a completely empty fifth third and just packed the Centos like sardines, I, obviously works out in our favor. And then, the, like you said, the experience, I, as long as we're making shots, then I think that Xavier does come out on top. That is I think key in basketball, making shots. Make sure, the make shots offense is a it's an efficient offense. I know uh, you guys spent a lot of time with Nick Cronin. Uh, so you don't really know about the make shots offense all that well, but you're about to learn it um, <laughs> on, on Saturday. I, I, I think it's, I actually think it's a dog fight. Most of the game, then Xavier pulls away um, and wins by about 11. I'm going to, I'm going to call it, um, I'm going to call it 73-62 Xavier with the, after free throws at the end because we practice them when we're tired. I think <laughs> I'm going to take, yeah, I think I'm going to take Xavier. We'll say 72 to 68 i think it'll be pretty close um the reason why i give xavier the advantage is because to the best of my knowledge this will be the first time at least in recent history since the um establishment of roll blob pod that cap andy and i will all be at the shootout you're going right cap i'm actually losing my shootout virginity this year so oh there you go so all three of us will be there so i think that is why xavier wins nice Nothing to do with what happens on the court, just what happens in the upper bowl. All right. Well, then I have to ask Steve, you got to give me your prediction as well. Um, Will this be the first time that the Bearcats win in Cintas? I hate saying that stat, but second time. Come on now. Or sorry, second. Yes. Sorry. 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 We open the the building together. (laughs) We lose there a lot. So. All the times Mick Cronin won there, man. Like, they just so many memories. Um, man, like, I forgot to tell you guys, like, my Mick Cronin memory real quick is when he just, like, wanted the football team to try out. Uh, yes. And was like, yeah, yeah we're having open yeah. tryouts. Before Memphis, and, I, I remember. Oh, yeah. quick other yeah. Mick Cronin uh, thing I loved is when he was mad that Ohio State had their spring game at Paul Brown Stadium because oh, they were getting killed, re- the turf replaced. Like, why, why even bother to mention it? But yeah, anyways, back to you guys. Cool. I I hope, Justin, I hope we're going to win. I'll say 63-60 cats because it's going to be a defensive game. But, Mm -hmm. dude, if Paul Scruggs goes off at all, we're screwed. Because I feel like this is like 
this the shootout is always like one senior who decides to like all right this is my night this is my time to shine and uh Blewett wasn't a senior when he went off at UC but uh, this is Paul Scruggs year to shine and I feel like he did it last year but in front of Centos like in the biggest game of the year for both teams he's gonna yeah. I think he's gonna do it again I'm just very worried about that yeah I think that's fair do you guys have the thing that you see, like, the something-something game, like, when some random X guy, like, makes, like, four threes? Is that a thing? Well, we talk about the Blewett game, like, the Trayvon game a lot, just because, like, yeah. he, you guys, he killed us. Like, Dustin and I were yeah. both in the building, and, like, every time he made a shot, the air went out of the building. And, like, yeah. then yeah. then Jaron Cumberland took over in the second half and, like, you know, took care of that game. But, dude, that first half was like, oh, my God, what is happening right now? Like, he, he was- had an amazing night. He was ridiculous. Yeah, he was ridiculous. I can't yeah, believe he didn't win that game. He got fucking 14. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, the fact that no one else, like yeah, Edmund Sumner was, uh, he was non-existent. Um, we really couldn't get anything inside. And then UC we could bullied not, us. We, I mean, yeah, we simply could not, we could yeah. not guard Jaron Cumberland. He just powered his way to the to the elbow and just kept hitting mid-range after mid-range after mid-range. And then That's the thing got, about this game. The line. You come in soft. You, I mean, you can't come in soft, obviously. We all know that. Um, but you, you can't. <laughs> You, you can't be soft in this game. Absolutely not. The best part about that was the post game. Uh, Mac was like, we got our ass kicked on the glass. That's it. With like the, he was UC, right. I don't know why, but he had the UC like press logo behind him. And just a great clip like that. I, I loved yeah. tweeting out when I was on the Barstool <laughs> gang, but I, I um, love like press conferences, man. He was wild. <laughs> Yeah, he was uh, he was interesting. Well, and then like Mick always showed out for those games too. He would wear his all black, and then like yep. get in JP Mikura's face, but then get mad at the media when JP Mikura got in his face. Like that that whole yeah. thing. Like I'm I that like cool. that JP. I like that JP is like hates us just as much as we hate him because that like <laughs> makes a rivalry a rivalry, dude. Like yeah. it's ongoing. Like, oh yeah. It and like he. I, I don't really I like it like I'm a big fan of his just like because it pisses off the normie UC fans who are just so mad about him saying anything against UC and it's just funny to me like what I do you love expect? It. I know I know I'm here for it I have it's a rivalry we're not supposed <laughs> to like each other there's really nothing that like makes me laugh more than mad fans that's a good point like as as one who like I actually am very guilty of like getting mad and um, being mad online. I'm something I'm trying to work through and just trying to appreciate the funnies. Um, Andy, mad online. I've <laughs> had a history. Have had a history. <laughs> <And confirmed. laughs> uh, but something I'm really a self-improvement. We're doing better, right? We're actually enjoying the life a lot more and Attaboy. really just appreciating the funnies of the interwebs. Well, I have one little, uh, I guess, funny here. If you look over in the chat, um, this is a screenshot of um, an image, and this is from that 2017 shootout where Trayvon Blewett was uh, unable to miss, and I got stuck as the ESPN's halftime like leaving shot with my hands on my head, fucking pissed. Oh, dude, That's it phenomenal. is massive. <laughs> That's phenomenal. So that is what is forever used against me. Uh, by one of my friends every year the crosstown comes around because did you have a you have a beanie on yeah <laughs> oh my god dude that was you you look so much different yeah yeah <laughs> well if you recognize that yeah no i ch- i've changed a lot since uh freshman year the of weights, college. man good for you <laughs> i've been hitting the burgers dude not the- <laughs> <laughs> dude i remember that really really well actually that's a late i saw someone just change their account was that is that your boy yeah that's my friend Joel. we went so to school funny. together so 
That's yeah. phenomenal, bro. That clip lives in infamy, bro. That's a good one. Well, I'm glad that you recognize that. Well, that's a good point to transition here. We'll close out here with some trivia. So I have six questions for you guys. The last question pertains specifically to the Roll Blob Pod. I'm going to ask yeah. you how well you know yourself. Ooh, but, first, <laughs> but first, what was the first year that the Crosstown game was played? Anywhere. 1920. 28. Fuck. 26. Steve, you're part of this too. Uh, 21. The answer is 1927. Close. Seven. Mm. Damn. Off by one. I being there. I just couldn't remember how old I was. That's off by one. For all the listeners, we are very, we're very much self-proclaimed idiots. We <laughs> yeah. know this. Just putting that out there. Are you, are you, you will not get any of these questions correct? Did you pull it out of your ass to talk about UC's last Final Four? Oh no, not at all. <laughs> <Probably> <laughs> <laughs> All right, second question. What is the longest streak of wins in the Crosstown shootout? Not necessarily <laughs> who. <laughs> it's definitely Cincinnati. How many games? Eight. We sucked. We were so bad. 6.9. I'll, <laughs> I'll say I'll say 12. We were bad. Steve Coop, I believe it's 12. I'm going with 8. The answer is indeed 12. It is 12 wins. You fucking Cincinnati you know, Cats from like the 57 to like 1970. Quick. Oh, There's this Xavier <laughs> book that goes like through the whole history. Bro, like it'll be like Xavier won their first few games of the season and lost their next 27. I'm like, Jesus fuck. <laughs> <laughs> not Get a, waxed not by Evansville. <laughs> All right. Question three. The famed Cincinnati Gardens. Rest in peace. Situated in northern Norwood, housed many crosstown shootouts. Over the course of the rivalry, how many shootouts were played at the Cincinnati Gardens? God. That's, yeah, I'm giving you some Lord. tough ones here. Can I phone a friend? Uh, not your phone. Only and, if it's your aunt. Uh, the no <laughs> I should get some friends first. <laughs> I'll just say 20. Not that many because, like, unless it's out, like, I guess they played it there back in the day until, like, Xavier took over. Because, like, when Xavier, like, was there, I feel like it's not that many. Any we other guesses? Like, I'm going to say, like, 11. We have 16. All right. All your like... final answers are in. The answer. Uh, I'll, say, I'll say 20. I'll say 20. It's going to catch all of you off guard. 41 games oh were played at the played Cincinnati a, Guardians. They played a ton back in the day, yeah. Just fuck. Crosstown shootout games? 41 yeah. there? Jeez, that's crazy. 41 games between Xavier and Cincinnati there. I should have done my homework, guys. <laughs> All right. Here's another one for you. This one uh, might not be as difficult, but still difficult. Nonetheless, this rivalry has always been heated and there have been dozens of games which come down to the wire. How many games went into overtime? Hmm. <laughs> Zero. One. No, definitely one of them did. Oh, nine went into two overtimes. Um. Say eight. That's the only one I remember, but I'm sure there's more. I'm going to say three. I'll say five. All right. Five. You know what? I'm sticking with zero. <laughs> sticking with Even zero. <laughs> okay. I love it. It's like plenty of people on Twitter, no matter how many facts they're given about something, they're just. <laughs> I did not come here for your facts. Well, your facts go against my agenda. 50 50 chance that you're still right. You either will be or won't. 
That's right. true. That's a good point. It's a good way to look at it. Well, the answer is six. There have been six ah, games which gone into overtime. Point nine One off. game that went into double overtime, as Coop had mentioned. All right. And then last question before we ask about the roll blob pod. Who holds the highest individual score in Crosstown history? Got to be Blewett, right? With 40? Is it drag? Yeah, it might be drag. For the, for uh, the is series. It, is it for the like, career? Or... Yeah, career or like single, single game. game? Single game. Individual game. Individual game. Okay. I feel um, like it's not Trey because I feel like that's like the obvious answer. Um, it's got to be, it's gotta be like, like Oscar Robertson. They're going to throw some UC fan in, at a UC player. Oh, I'm, at take, us. I'm still taking Trey. You know what? They're Zach Tobler. Like 40, the teams are scoring 40 points in the game back then, so I'll take Trey. Yeah, I feel like it'll be someone like Oscar or someone that cool. like now, I will not know the name it's of. Jack Twyman. It's Jack Twyman. Now – or are we also talking about the manager's game? Mm. <laughs> bro, the if manager's, you know manager's points. Oh, yeah, they Hit do. They hit, they hit some shots. Well, the final answer technically is a trick question. It is a tie. The mm-hmm. highest scoring comes from both a Bearcat and a Musketeer. You guys were correct about Trayvon Blewett scoring 40. Danny Fortson in 1996 also scored 40. I forgot about Danny Foreskin. <laughs> I was zero when that happened. Doesn't count. I was not alive. I was negative. I did not. <laughs> I, I did not exist. <laughs> All right. Well, this is going to be our final question for you guys, and we'll close it out here. How well do you know your own pod? I just did this not very well. quick research while we're on this. How many episodes does the Blue Blob Pod have? In total? Blue Blob Pod. Roll Blob Pod. Sorry. Well, it's like the same. Get thing. your facts straight. <laughs> Blue Blob sounds better anyway. <laughs> 69. No, um, actually, no. I made a big deal um, because we, we we passed our 69th episode. It was like uh, Rick Carter was on our 69th episode. We recorded past our 69th. We should have just stopped yeah. there. Yeah, we should have. <laughs> we'll 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 we need to make 69 episodes and then create a new podcast and make 69 <laughs> and then go like that. Every time you hit 69, just rename it. Now we're going to do 104. Right. Fuck. <laughs> Roll Blob Pod Volume Two. <laughs> I'm gonna guess. Andy, what is it? 84. Oh, Ooh, that's Sinkin. a good guess. Yeah, you know. Now I do want to say Sinkin. something before I forget. Uh, per my time hop, this is actually my one year anniversary to this day of joining Roll Blob Pod, and I'm happy to be on another podcast. Well, congratulations! <laughs> congratulations, you, man. Also, I'm really sorry about that. <laughs> you wasted an entire year of your life. Yes. <laughs> Talks to be you, bro. All right. Well, I'll give, you guys, <laughs> I'll give you guys the final answer. The final answer, you're very close, Andy, is 86. By my count. 86. That's I'm a lot. delete two episodes. Noise. Did you scroll through on, like, Apple yeah. Podcasts and, like, count? Wow. Oh, yeah. Individually, while we were talking here. I work quick. Oh, okay. <laughs> you hear that, ladies? <laughs> Hey, ladies, if you guys haven't found out already, these guys are absolutely hilarious. And even if you're not a Xavier fan, you should definitely go give them a listen because they will keep you cackling for however long they decide to do it, whether it be 39 minutes, 40 minutes, an hour, 69 minutes, doesn't matter. They get they they get you laughing. So they've clearly made us laugh plenty. This is probably the most I've ever laughed on our own podcast. So <laughs> I think you guys have really given us a great time here. And you got to play the OG intro, bro, just to tell them what it was like. <laughs> 
it's been great having you guys on seriously um i think that if we are we are all doing the podcasts here in the next coming years maybe we should make this a yearly thing because it's definitely entertaining and i'm sure people will enjoy listening to it um but do you guys have any other closing thoughts before we head out here i have one okay yeah did you guys did you any of you guys hear about or tune into the shootout zoom last year does that ring a bell no where I've heard Andy, of it, but I didn't tune in. Rick Rowring runs Musketeer Report, and he had like a bunch of like UC dudes on, like Chad Brenda was on it, and it was it was kind of like this last second thing, but like a lot of people got on it, like Jed Demusi and all those guys, and we had like a little. No, Edgar was on it a lot, and it got oh. like hacked by like random people because it just got tweeted about. So there were like 500 people in it, and like there were like kids putting like Toy Story porn on it, like <laughs> it was absolutely hysterical because there were like big names in Cincinnati like in it, and it was absolutely Ryan so was fucking on there. funny. There was this kid like, where's Tammy? I can't find Tammy. And that was like a running joke. Like, where the fuck is Tammy? Like, so if, if you, I'll, I'll do, definitely be tweeting about it. It's so funny. I hope that we're like trying to like demand these fuckers do it again. Cause it was absolutely hysterical. <laughs> so if it happens, I would definitely say don't miss it. Cause it's funny to hear like all these Cincinnati personalities, like in that mode, like just like shooting the shit. Have, like Chad Brendan was just like lighting heaters, just fucking having a fucking blast at like, two in the morning. It was awesome. Uh, it was fucking hysterical. Like inside stories about Nick Cronin, like it was fantastic. Um, you, so you definitely got to check that out. I would recommend it just as like a nice shootout appetizer. Um, but it, it was a pleasure to be on this. I hope you get drunk as fuck while we wait until eight o'clock Saturday night uh, for the action to happen. And uh, it's a Cincinnati holiday, man. Like I, I love it from both sides. Like I love how fucking crazy you see fans are that's what makes it fun if it wasn't for that you know what i mean we wouldn't have anything to be talking about so yeah for sure so what make this rivalry the thing we look forward to every year no matter how good or bad um each team is is always going to be a dog fight you're going to get the best out of each each team and the fans are going to show out it's i'm actually i'm excited to get to my first one this year yeah guys like <laughs> It's going to be a nut house there at 8 30 o'clock. Like, you Dude. guys have been drinking Everclear since like 8 a.m. Dude, it's going to be crazy. Hopefully, it's not too cold and you're not freezing your asses off outside Centos. I think it's supposed to be in the 60s Saturday. I think we're really? good. If yeah, we get a 69 degree shootout, man. we are. Oh, man. Balling. Forget it. <laughs> we're going to act up. But y'all gonna make me act up and as dumb as you could have hoped any Xavier fan could possibly be. And I feel like we probably filled that role pretty well. You guys have definitely entertained us for sure. You got any closing comments here, Steve? No, you guys were great. Thanks for doing this. Appreciate it. Thanks for having us, man. This was fun. We'll we'll look forward to the home and home next year. We'll plan this out a a lot uh, more advanced. Make some offers. Make this a yearly, yearly thing. Love this. Yeah, for sure. This has been definitely entertaining. Well, I'll let you guys get your uh, 10 second plug here real quick. Drop your Twitters, drop everything that you need to. I'm not used to lasting 10 seconds. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, really deep Super breaths. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at RollBlobPod. Follow me at CoopLed. Follow Cap at CapX34. At Andy Pick 17 at Marcus Walters. There might be a one. There's a After one there. there. Follow him for good measure. Marcus Use Andy Pick 17 at checkout on nakedunderwear.com. And, and kdunderwear.com. <laughs> Andy Pick 17 at checkout. You get 40% off and free shipping. Get a, the holiday season's coming up. You or your loved ones might want to thaw. Or your aunt. <laughs> or your aunt who was the blue blob. <laughs> <laughs> but Capex does follow back. I'm definitely here for all the all the bullshit. So come on through. Yeah, we don't Absolutely. block anybody. <laughs> they just 
Andy just gets blocked. Even if it is a Hall of Fame <laughs> baseball player, he's getting blocked. Shout out, Kurt Schilling. By, by official team accounts, too. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's you. <laughs> Not fucked. <laughs> That would be that would be some good. I think that would probably sell. I think you guys got plenty of listeners that that would probably sell if you put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> Hell, we might even be your first supporters and buy some. <laughs> well, again, it's been great having you guys on. Um, definitely. We'll have to make sure we do this again. This has been very entertaining. Uh, take care. And remember, uh, fuck Xavier. That's by 90. I was God just about bless to say, Nick Cronin. God damn it. God bless Nick Cronin. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks for coming on. This has been great. Take care. I appreciate the invite. Yeah. Take care. Xavier still sucks. (laughs) At football.